Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage. We're also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and with marriage unchained the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day while also helping men understand marriage and courting not dating in the catholic faith why because dating is for sex and courting just plain is for marriage in this 181st episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my marriage when my wife has given up. And today we cover gift 28, the cause of erectile dysfunction and eight things to try before going to the doctor, part two. Plus live phone calls from you answering your marriage in crisis questions. And if you are getting value from this podcast, please share it to family and friends or on your social media. Because believe it or not, even though if you're getting value, someone else could use the help as well. So get that cue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And so, as we always do with our quote of the day, quote, if a woman does not obtain natural gratification for the sexual act, there is a danger that her experience of it will be qualitatively inferior and will not involve her fully as a person. It is usually the result of egoism in the man who failing to recognize the subjective desires of the woman in intercourse and the objective laws of the sexual process taking place in her seeks merely his own satisfaction, sometimes quite brutally. End quote. St. Pope John Paul II, book Love and Responsibility. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, gentlemen, today will probably be a quick show because I only got four to do. But as always, take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> so let's get started, though. Let's get back to rocking. So again, today is Holy Lover Gift 28. We have done 27 altogether. This is 28. Well, no, I take that back. I did four in one in one series. So we only have after this one like two or three more to go. Okay. Then I can start my book, y'all. <laughs> that everybody's been trying to tell me to write. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, 
Today is gift 28, which states a holy lover isn't impotent. Okay. This is part of the uh, sexual health part of my program. This is part of uh, your, you should try to, meaning you should understand your body. Stop jerking around. Stop getting your head, you know, putting your head in the sand when it comes to your own body. You should understand, there's some certain things that you should understand and know. Okay. Usually, if your sexual health is not good, then of course, your rest of your body's health is not good as well. Okay. As you always, guys, always hear me say, know your wife's body, know your body. Okay. And how that affects you. All right. So in the there in the sexual health, there are two categories um, that I focus on. The first part is sexual health with spirituality. So basically, sexual health is anything that affects your ability to become a lover and caregiver of your wife during the marital embrace. Okay. Anything that affects that. So with sexual health, spirituality, we talking about things that are in hurt your soul because believe it or not, sin makes us stupid. And so when we do certain things, it affects our ability to, to properly engage in the marital embrace, um, to properly love our wives properly to have her know that we love her. Okay. And so things, for example, in sexual health, spiritually, is more like stuff like masturbation, pornography, infidelity, that kind of stuff. The second one is sexual health physically, which is uh, what we are mainly talking about today. Uh, well, we're talking about both of them because um, erectile dysfunction is really part of the sexual health physical. So uh, examples of that are medications and toxins and, um, and things like that. Okay. So as we move on, that's that. And the last thing is, remember that, that marriage is the sex is the second most important thing in your marriage behind prayer. Okay. And why am I into this is because I believe that women, your wife deserves a full, capable, operating husband, uh, emotionally, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. And so all of those things are very hard to accomplish unless you work on them. And so erectile dysfunction is one of those things that takes the confidence of a man and strips it really quick. If, if, you, if you are, if you're a gentleman, if you ever experienced sex, uh, erectile dysfunction for any length of time, I don't even care if it's this quick. I don't even care if you're making love to your wife and all of a sudden one day and, and you keep, you know, it only happened one day. You're like, oh, my God, you start to panic a little bit, don't you? <laughs> you know, like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. What happened? But, guys, this is why I want you to try your best to uh, to understand, uh, to really take in what I'm saying. A lot of people can't stomach the stuff I'm talking about these last two days. They can't. Women, men, you know, uh, Orthodox Catholics and Christians, because people look at sex like, oh, you're not supposed to talk about that. Well, that's why you got a, a 70, uh, uh, what, a 60% divorce rate and 80% of those divorces of divorces filed are filed by women. So, yeah, let's don't talk about sex and intimacy at all, y'all. Let's just keep talking about, well, we'll just go on date night and uh, let's just go and talk and, uh, you know, let's just go spend time with the kids. And, yeah, how does that stuff work? It don't. It's just part of the puzzle, Right. And that is why when you go get help for your marriage, 
you have to find a program or a person or a coach or even a therapist that has a full thing going on and not just trying to tell, well, we're going to come in my office and we're going to talk for an hour for 50 weeks in a row. Okay. Yeah. That's cool for about two weeks. I cannot tell you men of the men I have talked to and women that will not go to, they go to marriage counseling and go, what the heck is this? This, this is divorce counseling. <laughs> like this is making things worse. And I'm not trying to dog out therapists and counselors and stuff, but you know, just like me, I don't have, I don't know a lot of thing about the psychological world. I'm not supposed to, you know, that's not my forte, you know, just like therapists, they don't know if you're not a, even if you are a marriage therapist or a kind of therapist, you don't know everything there is to know about marriage. And so you have to, you have to get off your butt and really start learning and understanding it and get your notes. Sometimes books by the wrong people lead you in the wrong way. Okay. So that's why it's very important that you guys understand that if you're going to get help in your marriage, you, you need the goal of the help first needs to be you becoming a better man for God. Without that, nothing else you're going to do going to work. And if it is works, it's going to, it's not going to work for long. I can't tell you how many guys think they talk to me for the first time and go, Oh yeah, man, I got it. And then they'll call me back two years later. Or uh, oh, two weeks later, oh, man, yeah, I need, you know, I really need to understand what to do with this, okay? Uh, and I'm sure I'm not the only coach that gets that, you know, because people come to you, men and women. Women, they're a little different. Women, like, they pull the trigger. They don't play. They, they understand the relationship thing a lot more than men do. So when women come to me, they always go, oh, yeah, let's do this. Bam. Men, it's like, oh, I got to go think about it. You want some money? You want me to do all this work? Oh, no. Well, well, you know, well, let me think about it. I call, and I just feel sorry for them dudes, man. I feel sorry for them dudes because they, for some reason, have this idea that it's going to get better. How is it going to get better and you don't know how to make it better? It, it, it doesn't logically work. This is why prayer and spiritual warfare is so important in battling for relationships, for marriage and your family. Because what happens is most of the time when guys come to me, some guys are praying. 95% of them ain't. <laughs> so right off the bat, you know, they, they, their, their mind is cloudy. Like, believe it or not, Satan, without God, your mind, your your perception of the world is completely different than when you do have God in your life. And you guys that that pray often know what I'm talking about. Okay. So when guys come to me, if you're not going to mass, you're not going to church, you're not praying, you're you're you don't even have the idea of what the world's about. You don't, you really don't. Um, and a lot of times if guys are praying, they're not praying properly. Um, they're not doing meditative prayer. And without meditative prayer, man, the, the Holy Spirit, the wisdom is really hard. The fruit, that fruit of the Holy Spirit is really hard to come in and clear your mind. And so this is why it's important that you have to begin your prayer regimen. You have to, because then you will start to see the world for what it really is. And then when somebody's before you telling you, hey, man, you don't have time to be messing around with your marriage. You need to be trying to fix that now. Then you can understand what's going on.
Okay. And so he, how does erectile dysfunction come in all of that? Erectile dysfunction comes in that because it is a thing that strips a man's confidence really quick. Um, especially if you have it over a long period of time. And a lot of time, I'm not saying doctors don't know what they're talking about, but most doctors these days, man, the first thing they want to do is what? Dope you up, you know, give you some pill or give you this or that or cut on you or or whatever. You know, they don't talk about, hey, man, you need to stop this, putting this toxic stuff in your body. Hey, man, you might need to fast. Hey, man, you might need to do this or that or whatever it calls to do. Like the old doctor, old tab doctors to do. Old tab doctors, man, would do what? They say, hey, man, we ain't gonna just get some bad rest, eat like this, and and let's see how it, let's see how it works in a couple of weeks or thirty days or something like that, you know. But today's doctors, first thing they want to do is they want to give you a pill because I guess they get paid for it. I don't know. That's not my forte, but I would guess it's some kind of benefit like that instead of just you know. Also, I do know that people don't like to suffer, so doctors feel sorry for them and they just try to give them the, the quickest fix they can. Um, so they don't have to suffer so bad. Um, but a lot of times suffering is a good thing. And a lot of times if you don't suffer, then you take some medication and it gets worse. All right. So coming back, uh, when we come back from the break real quick, we're going to get into, we're going to review the ones from yesterday. And, and if you want more on the show from yesterday, I'm not going to go into those first four real in depth. Like, you know, like I always do so the show is uh, episode 180. Um, so that's from yesterday. Just go to Catholic Alpha Radical on uh, on YouTube, Rumble, or Facebook, and you can you know, that show will be right there. Um, and then today, after that, we will hit the other four, and then we will be out of here. And you guys, I hope you have a great weekend. Be right back, bam. <laughs> If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all ready to have some fun? <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, so I'm going to go over a couple of definitions just to review because some people will not have heard the first show, and so I don't like even people hanging. Um, I like to give a full picture, um, but I'm going to go over these real quick. So, again, today... We're going to talk about Holy Lover Gift 28. What is a holy lover? A holy lover 
is my in my program is you becoming the man that God created you to be, and you becoming the husband that your wife needs. It's it's, it's easy, but it's complicated. I know that's, that's that doesn't make sense, but it's true. Okay. Next, so which is and hold and today is gift twenty eight, which states a holy lover is not impotent. Basically, a holy lover does not have ED. Okay. So what is so again uh, uh, sexual health. In my, I'm the one that started this sexual health thing about what it means, and to me, you know, to to give guys an idea of how to how important. If you say sex is the second most important thing in marriage, then you gotta you got to really um, do you know really do things to expand that and to put emphasis on it, okay? Um, because uh, sexual health, most people like you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all a story, right? I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story. So yesterday, like my wife listens to my show all the time, right? <laughs> so she goes, I said, so we're, so we're riding the car yesterday. I said, so, hey, baby, did you get some education on erectile dysfunction today? She said, oh, no, I ain't listen to that man stuff, that man sexual. I ain't do no sexual health stuff for me. <laughs> she said, no, I ain't. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to learn about that. I know enough. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I was talking about earlier that you know my wife is she didn't listen but she's half joking but most people man they can't deal you start talking about orgasms and erectile dysfunction oh you're supposed to be a catholic you're supposed to be a christian and you talk like that dude you gotta know what's going on with your body and understand how this stuff works dude listen when I grew up Man, I told my father I was having sex. He didn't even know it. I told him because I wanted to, I wanted to uh I like this girl and I wanted I wanted to be with her and I told him. And he he hadn't said nothing about sex to me. Nothing. You know, so basically my whole life I had to like wing it, like most of us. Like honestly, man, I kind of knew having sex outside of marriage was wrong, but I didn't care. Like in high school and stuff, you I didn't care. I mean, I wasn't even we wasn't in with God or nothing. So God wasn't ingrained in me. Like, okay, you know, like you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. The only reason I knew that that sex outside of marriage was probably wrong because I didn't want to get a girl pregnant. Or I didn't want or um or the natural law. Like the natural law told me which is you know god's written on our, the ten commandments written on our heart that's the natural law okay that god puts in us to draw us to him so from that the holy spirit is telling me hey man you know you're not supposed to be having sex with people but i ain't listen you know why because i wasn't formed correctly i wasn't formed correctly in the faith as a child so i ain't listening to that and most of us don't do we if you had parents that were strong Catholics, Orthodox, strong Orthodox Christians, you should think you should get on your knees and kiss the ground because you will have a lot less problems in your childhood, a lot less problems in your life because you always, you understand the world a lot better. You understand Christ a lot better. You understand the faith. Look, why do you think this the, the third, it's the second reason God created marriage, right? The second reason God created marriage is what, y'all? Everybody should know it by now. Ah, too long. 
<laughs> the second reason, the second reason God created marriage is for the, the formation and education of children in the faith. Okay. So if you had parents that 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 were on that man, of course you're gonna rebel against it. But dude, once you grow up and you look back, you go, Oh my god, I'm so glad. You see, all of my kids to a T, y'all. All of my kids to a T. The first, um, the first three, we really like I turned Catholic, and my wife was already Catholic for like five generations and stuff. And so she, you know. She kind of was going to church and stuff, but see, I didn't go because I want to watch football. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's how I was. Um, and so we didn't go. So I didn't go. She didn't go. And most women be going like, yo, your wife didn't go to church because you didn't go. Dude, you don't understand. See, women don't even understand women. Women follow their man. And most of the time, if they love them and care deeply for them, they followed him. And so at first we weren't going to church. We weren't. So my first three, they really didn't get it. So the first two, the oh, the two older ones, okay, left the house. Um, and then they they ain't Catholic. Yeah, the, the, the my son is, he's Catholic. Um, my daughter, she's the oldest one, she ain't, but she's she she's Christian, okay. That's how that's you Catholics be wondering why your kids ain't um ain't in the faith or your wife don't follow you in the faith is because you ain't leaving it right. You're you're like a you like a jerk, you're mean, or whatever, or you don't bring up the kids in, in the faith properly. Okay, that's what happens, man. So my third son, Marcus, he's he when he he graduated from high school and you know, he's the middle kid. So he kind of got half of me and my wife doing what we're supposed to do. And then he got the other half like my older kids got. And so he wasn't, my son, my middle son was not ready to be out in the world. And, and a lot of that's my fault. And I tell him, and he, and I, I apologize for that because I wasn't, I'm telling y'all, I was not, I was not a bad person. Well, yeah, it was because if you either you're on Satan's side or God's side, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know, I thought I was doing what I was, the best I could, right? But I didn't have Christ in my life because from from a child, I, I didn't have God around or nothing. I being an Air Force man, a lot of my friends say, "Hey, Jerry, let's go to church, man. You want to go to church with me on Sunday?" No, dude, Sunday, uh-uh, dude, Sunday. That's my mm-mm, that's my sleep day. Sunday is my, I got to watch football, you know, and, and that's kind of how I was, you know, um, just ignorant, just ignorant y'all. So my first two didn't, they didn't get the face correct correctly. Right. But my, my, my middle kid, Marcus, he stayed, he lived with, he lived with me and my wife for 10 years and worked in our company. Okay. And over those, if, if you live in my house, if you live in my house, y'all, you you going to mass. Um, you guys don't make your kids go to mass and they live in your house. Your kids gonna get turned out. They're gonna get pregnant. They're gonna um they're gonna be in jail. They're gonna be drunks, drug addicts, they're gonna be de- belligerent, de- 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 degenerates. You cannot allow anybody to live in your house and they ain't going to church on Sunday. All you that's not being a man, that's not being a leader, and I don't care what your wife's talking about. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, that's another show for another day. But anyway, he so we basically said, look, if you're gonna live here with us, that's cool and everything. First, you're gonna pay rent because I ain't let nobody live in my house that ain't paying no rent, and you a grown ass. <laughs> okay, nobody lives in my house, you ain't paying rent. Okay, then you go on the mass, and that's really the only two things that I put on. Uh, my older, I put on my older kids when they live with us. The reason why is because you can't go too far. You got to let them be adults. You know, um, you've got to, um, you've got to, you've got to let your kids start making decisions on their own. So if you're sitting up there having them, you know, letting them do, you know, putting all these restrictions on them and stuff, then you're going to lose them. Okay. But those are the only two. Oh, and you got to do chores. Okay. Of course, you know that. You ain't living in my house and, and, and me and your mama doing everything and your butt sitting around playing video games. No. But my third son, uh, uh, Marcus, so he got it. He got formed, right? He started getting formed in the face. He started going to mass, going to confession and stuff like that, praying a little bit. You know how young, you know how them young kids are, even 30 year olds and below. They ain't, they ain't praying. But he started a little bit, right? And that's all you can ask. My other two, Jericho and Solomon, my younger ones, man, they they was to form the best me and my wife could do. You know, we were going to mass every day, all the time, adoration, praying the rosary. We prayed with them. My wife took them to school every day, and every day they prayed the rosary in the car, and, 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 and my wife didn't lead the rosary. With our kids, you in the car, you go on to school. I taught them, listen, you lead the rosary. You lead it. That way you don't forget it. And guess what? They led the rosary every every other day. You know, whenever we all pray together, I always had the kids lead the rosary. The boys, not the girl, the boys. Okay. Why? Because they got they gotta learn how to lead their families, right? And so that's kind of how it is, man. You you kind of um all of this stuff being formed in the faith is very important. And when your kids grow up, they will be so thankful that you did. You got to give them discipline. Okay. So sexual health is anything that positively affects or is harmful or negatively affects our ability as husbands to make world-class love to our beloved wife physically and spiritually for the benefit of God and our beloved wife. Okay. So that's that definition. Okay. Now, what is erectile dysfunction and age-related impotency? Okay, so there is a two definitions here, y'all. And I went over them yesterday. I'm not going to go over them deep and talk about them. But I'm just going to tell you what they are. So erectile dysfunction, in simple terms, is the inability of a husband to attain or maintain an erection for the purpose of intimacy with his wife. Then age-related impotency in simple terms, is the loss of hormones in husbands as they age and their hormones replace themselves at a much lower rate, causing the inability to attain or maintain an erection. So real quick, the older you get, the slower your hormones replace themselves. A lot of people don't know that. Some guys do. Most many don't. Okay. Okay. So what causes erectile dysfunction and age-related impotency? So Sex desire and drive are caused by the accumulation of hormones formed in the body and concentrated in man's semen. When this is lost by frequent ejaculations, the greater the frequency, the amount of loss, the closer man comes to inability to the inability to maintain an erection called impotency. Simultaneously with this, his his drive for sex goes down. It's simple. The amount of semen conserved and accumulated equals virility 
and the amount of semen loss and frequency of ejaculations equals impotence and inability to maintain sexual rigidity of the penis as well as sex drive and desire. Okay. Any another possible cause related to the, this problem can be deficiencies of proteins, good fats, some minerals, vitamins, and hormones present in a diet, which can be easily and quickly corrected. An example of a deficient diet is the strict vegetarian vegan diet. So I'm not going to go into that stuff because all this stuff is going through my mind and I want to give y'all, but no, if you want to learn more, listen to episode 180 from yesterday. Okay. So now real quick, we're going to review, um, we're we'll going to review the four we did yesterday and then move on to the, the last four, okay? So today, these things we'll review. The, remember, when we, our sexual health involves two consequences, spiritual consequences and physical consequences, okay? Look, this stuff I'm telling y'all, man, just try your, I mean, unless you had surgery or something and, you know, you know, and you had surgery and, you know, and something like that on your, you know, on your, and your, on your sexual organs or something. I'm not talking about that. Okay. Even though sometimes that can be healed too, when a doctor cuts on you or something, it could be healed. Um, and um, it can, if, but you've got to, in order for something that traumatic to heal it takes two things. It takes prayer, but most of all, it takes changing your diet. Because believe it or not, man, the body can heal itself. It really can. It's very strong. It can heal itself, but it needs the proper environment to do so. So if you're a person and you have um, and you have been cut on by a doctor, you of course you had to do it. You had to you had to live, you know. Um, but sometimes, man. Through prayer, God can heal that. But most of all, if you change your diet and get the right environment of toxicity out of your system, then that can give the proper environment for for something like that to heal, to to come back together and connect itself again. I, I dude, I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Okay. So number one things of to help you with erectile dysfunction is stay away from pornography. Number two, um, um, so number one, so pornography is harmful because it separates us from our beloved and the divine lover. Number two, stay away from masturbation because eventually masturbation will cause erectile dysfunction because of what we talked about earlier, the loss of sexual hormones. Number three is understand how disease works in the body and create habits to foster good physical health. Now, you hear everybody say that, but nobody really wants to tell you what, what it means. and doctors don't tell you right. Most people don't know how disease works in the body and disease works in the body by toxins attack each organ, the organ that one organ breaks down and then the other organs compensate and then they start to break down. And so toxicity in your blood is, is, is in your penis runs on blood. And so all that toxicity runs through your system and it can cause uh, erectile dysfunction. Again, another thing too, man is, Usually one thing does not cause erectile dysfunction. Usually it's many things going on unless you do something traumatic to your body, like allow a doctor to cut on you or you take a super, super strong medication that just like knocks it out. 
Okay. But usually erectile dysfunction, just like premature ejaculation, what happens is it's more, usually more than one thing. Okay. I eat carbohydrates every day. That might not hurt, hurt you. Uh, I eat carbohydrates, but then I masturbate. Okay. Now you're starting to get into that, that twilight zone world where you're going to start having problems. Okay. So understanding your body is so important guys. And I'm not playing with that. Okay. Number four, is spiritual warfare. Stay away from offenses against chastity, such as pornography, masturbation, same-sex attraction, infidelity, lust, prostitution, etc. You guys know that by now, okay? Chastity is very important. Remember, this deals with our soul and as well as our physical body. So we got to protect those things, okay? So now, uh, that's the old, that's the stuff from yesterday. Now we're going to get into number five to start part two. Now, some of these you ain't going to like, just like yesterday, but try to work with me, okay? Try to work with me and see how all of these things can work together to help you to be a viral man again. I don't care if you're 90 years old. You should be having sex if your wife is still alive. People think, well, the older I get, I ain't supposed to have sex. Man, what lie? That is the biggest lie on the planet. The reason older people don't have sex is because they sickly. Of course, if you're sickly, you ain't going to be able to make love. And then when you're not making love, what does that mean? You're just living and giving. You're not really doing nothing. Then, you, you know, you, of course, you know, then what do you do? You try to compensate for that or you don't do anything together, you know. But the, the thing, the two things that people, sh older people should be doing is understanding, make, be healthy enough to make love, to keep the fire in your marriage, the love between you two going so that your children and grandchildren see it. And then, you two should be moving towards God. Your, your, your state in life has changed. You're 55, 65, 75, 85, 95 years old. Your spouse is still alive. You guys are together. Hey, man, you should be hitting adoration together. You be getting daily mass together. You should go to church together on Sundays. You should be praying the rosary together. You should be doing all of these things, man, to keep that fire in your marriage. And sex is one of them, which means what? In order to make love, man, and making love is also the sex it comes is desire and physically able to do it. That's the problem with sex. You have to you have to desire it like your libido, right? Like I want to make love. I want to love my wife. I want to make love to my husband. The second one is you're physically am I physically able? Is my arthritis so bad that I can't even do anything with my wife because it hurts too bad, you know? Um, and so things like that as an example. So please try to understand that. Don't not let people tell you that, Oh, I'm old. So we ain't now white. We don't do that kind of stuff no more, man. That's crazy. That's just an excuse to be a bad husband. It is. Okay. So another thing too, your wife, might might be in menopause she might be 85 years old but women once they get through menopause my mother says that the feeling um they the desire kind of comes back a little bit that's a great thing see i didn't know that i just remembered that talking to y'all my mother did tell my wife that before hmm i need to explore that a little bit but but so the good thing is if your wife wants to make love and she's able and you can't that's a bad thing all right you denying her intimacy with her beloved. All right. So number five, you must not lose your cool 
which means lose control, which means not ejaculate, which means retain your hormones. We must realize why we are here, and it is to procreate and send saints back to God to spend eternity with him. If you are a young man, vibrant and healthy man, there's no need to retain your hormones because they replenish fairly quickly. But as we get older, 40 and over, this changes. A lack of hormones causes a decline in sexual desire, a decline in libido and and erectile dysfunction, and age-related impotency will begin. If you are young and are are above the age of 40 and you begin having ED issues, you now have a medical condition and aren't able to perform, you will have to begin conserving your semen and refrain from ejaculating until your hormones recover and you are able to maintain an erection again. Again, this takes time, many times over 30 days. If your wife is still able to have children, it is important that you not withhold your semen because this goes against God's purpose of procreation. For this purpose, there is natural family planning. Okay? This is a tricky subject, right? This is a tricky subject. Tricky, tricky subject. The deal is this. We are here for one purpose. Two purposes. To grow close to God, to have children, to create saints, and send those saints back to God to spend eternity with him. That's the purpose. To know him, love him, and serve him. That's our purpose, right? The main reason that we are here as as human persons is because God wanted to share his love with us, and he wanted to share the Trinity with us and and, and our his happiness and contentment. Because God does not need us. People have this, this crazy thing that God needs us. That's why we got to bow to him and all of that stuff. No, God has us worship him in a certain way for our sake, not his sake. He don't need us. He was completely happy within himself before any of us came along. This is mercy. This is love. He created us so that we could participate in a godlike act of procreation and to merit holiness by forming our children so that they one day become saints and we all spend eternity with God. But the thing about it is we have a choice, don't we? We can either decide to go with God or go with Satan. And so God does not force anything on us. And so if we choose Satan, then that's where hell is. If you choose God, then that's what heaven is. Another thing I always say is people don't really get that, but you're going to get this. Your soul's got to go somewhere. Your soul's got to go somewhere because your soul is energy. It's not physical matter. It's one-on-one science. So when you die, your body dies, right? But where does your soul go? People think my soul just going to go into oblivion somewhere in darkness. That's lie from hell right there. People think, oh, my soul just going to form, you know, the new age people. Oh, my soul is just going to linger above my house and over my grandkids' house and over over my children's house. And I get to watch everybody. That crazy stuff. Your soul is going three places. Hell, purgatory, which is part of heaven and heaven. That's it. That's the, that's the universe right there. Accept it or try to be ignorant, and then you find yourself where you don't want to be. And that's the problem I have with priests and pastors that don't, that don't preach that. Because people got these crazy things about where our soul goes at the end of life. Okay? 
Yeah, you might see a light, but after that light, guess what happens? Judgment Day. And that's in scripture. Upon your death, you will be judged immediately by Christ. That is called what? The particular judgment. Which means what? You're either going to heaven, purgatory, or hell. Okay? And so, with that being said, we've got to understand that we are here for God's purpose. And so when we as men, we have to be careful that we we don't go against what God is asking us to do, okay, which is children, okay? But things change when you have, you know, you have a physical medical condition. So in order to make love to your wife, you haven't had to have an erection. So what you have to do is you have to conserve that and let your body repair itself and then move on. Okay. I hope that makes sense. I'm not going to go any deeper. I go deeper into that with my, with my guys in my program. Um, so next number six, don't eat before sex. This causes the blood to route to the stomach for digestion instead of to your penis. Okay. 99% of people in the world don't know that. Okay. You just got that for free. Um, Number seven, try the emotional freedom technique. So the emotional freedom technique has been known to cure erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. This is where you tap pressure points on your body before intimacy to help you mentally take the pressure of performing off of your mind. So a lot of times erectile dysfunction is a mental thing. This is why your soul's got to be right. Okay. This is why your soul's got to be right because mentally is your intellect, it's your will, okay? It's your psyche. So if your psyche ain't right and you're trying to make love, well, your soul, you know, you got to have your soul right. and Things got to be going right. So one of the things you do that's proven to work, don't work with everybody. It's a small number of people that work works for, but you tap pressure points, your temple, your, your uh, elbow, your wrist, any pressure, tap the top of your head, and that is that is that can sometimes help with premature ejaculation and erectile dysfunction. Okay, number eight, uh, stop eating and drinking stimulants. This affects your sexual stamina and causes you to lose your erection. This is because of the stimulation depression mechanism, which in simple terms means once the heart is stimulated with a false energy such as stimulants, the heart must rest for the exact same time as the stimulant accelerated the heart. And when this happens, the blood sh uh, the blood slows down and affects a husband's erection. Okay, so let me explain that a little bit, okay? Because it's a little confusing. Um, okay, so stimulants, so like you guys heard me say earlier, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, usually not one thing physically causes that you see what i'm saying causes those problems okay but if you are like you say if your diet is crappy which means you're eating toxic stuff which is what medications um carbohydrates processed foods um sugars anything toxic in your body then you're you're you have a bad diet you're masturbating and you're eating stimulants okay now you're getting to the dead zone and you something's going to act be right. A lot of times when you, we're doing stuff, it takes a lot sometimes for our 
erect or erectile dysfunction to kick in, but it will. And a lot of times we don't really realize it. Like we might be making love and we might, we might feel clunky. You're even making love to your wife and you just don't feel right. You feel clunky. You know, you just don't, you know, it's like the, the desire, the intimacy. It just feels like all weird stuff. That's part of your diet and what's going on, you know, and, and you've got to start really realizing what's happening with your body, man. And, and most of the time, 99% of the time, it's your diet. And part of your diet is drinking stimulants, right? Okay. So the stimulation depression mechanism means what? So let me explain that. So let's say you drink coffee. Coffee, for the most part, stimulates your heart for, let's say, four hours. So your heart rate rises for four hours. Well, well, your heart has to rest for the same amount of time because if your heart didn't rest, it would blow up in your chest and you'd die. This is why the body knows how to regulate itself. So stimulants are false energy. I think most of us know that. It's not real. It's not real energy. It's something we take a chemical to create to make it strong. Okay? Um, and so with that being said, you've got to understand that when you're making love and your heart rate starts to go down and rest, that affects blood flow. And what does our penis operate on? It operates on blood. So a lot of times, guys are drinking too many stimulants or drinking a lot of stuff a day. When you're young, that stuff probably don't hurt, don't hurt you so bad. But the older you get, the more things dramatically affect you. Okay? And so stop, you know, and, and as, as again, just like toxicity, every person has a different tolerance for toxicity in their system. That's why skinny people die as well as fat people die. People think, well, man, how did he have cancer or how did he, how did he, you know, how does he have diabetes? He's, he's like 140 pounds and he runs marathons and blah, blah, blah. That's because his toxicity in his system. It doesn't matter how fat you are, how skinny you are. Sure. If you're overweight, that's bad. Just don't go there. But what I'm saying is, most this is that is really part you hear the DNA thing. This 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 you hear the DNA thing right nowadays. The DNA thing, you know, that's in their DNA. You know, a, a heavier if a person's heavy and they're not dead, that's because their body can withstand a lot more than a skinny person. And a skinny person, you know, they might be a little bit more fragile in their DNA, and so they their body is can't take that. Like in my family, my uh we have long lives on my, on my, on my grandma, on my mother's side. So my grandfather lived like 106 years old. My grandmother lived to uh, 95, but she would, she only died because she took that shot. And then after she took the shot, y'all know what I'm talking about. She took the shot and then it was down here from there. She died within uh, a year or two or something like that. It was bad. Um, and then my mother is like 75, something like that, and she's still alive. So you see what I'm saying? Like in my family, we have that DNA where we live longer. A lot of people, too, have that DNA where everybody in their family skinny. Like, boom. They just have that body type where, look, everybody's tall and skinny, and it's hard for them to get fat. It's hard for them to, you know, they just have that great DNA like that. So. 
DNA does take a, a, a big thing when it comes to, you know, your body and your health. But let's don't get it twisted. Just because your mama had cancer don't mean you're going to have cancer. I don't agree with that kind of stuff because you can stop a lot of diseases that that people say that is hereditary, you know. And people get that crap in their head and go, I'm going to die of diabetes. I, I'm going to get it anyway, so I'm going to just go ahead, whatever. Man, don't believe that hype, okay? All right. So stimulants can affect you. Um and what can and and I don't want I want you guys to those are the eight things that can really help you, um, and those are just ba- the basics. Um, I ain't got time to sit here and go over every single thing, but that's what my program's for. If you want more help on that, you know I'm really thinking about starting a program. I've thought about it. I've been thinking about it for a lot of years on and off, but I was in adoration the other day, and it it was like. I need to start a, a program where it's just, we just tackle sex issues. We just tackle sex issues. I have to learn how much, how much would I charge for that y'all? I don't know. I probably, I probably would not. I probably wouldn't. I probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have no time. <laughs> so I'm really thinking about that. I don't know how I would do that, but you know, cause I'm, you know, my program works. And so if I start tweaking around with it, I don't know. So what do we have here today? Uh, uh, good morning, uh, uh, Matt. Good morning. Good morning, Juan. And good morning, Bianca. Uh, so she said the Eucharistic National Congress will be in Indy Blaps in 2024. Yep, Bianca, you said that the other day. All right. Uh, uh, so... Uh, let me see what it what it wants. I mean, uh, Matt say I agree. There aren't many Catholic sexologists. Yeah, you're right. You're right, buddy. I probably should hire you, Matt, and to be my advisor. <laughs> Jerry, you can't do that. <laughs> Matt was in my program, y'all, and we had some discussions. Boy, we be go- everything was cool till we start talking about sex. <laughs> Oh, I don't have Matt. Matt, Matt gonna keep me straight. <laughs> all right, y'all. So that's the eight. So bring it all together. I hope nobody tried to call today because my thing was it stopped. It stopped being connected. That's weird, huh? Man, I don't. Ever since I moved, y'all, been going wrong with like my equipment. Internet is crazy. Um, and stuff like that. And I don't understand why stuff is doing that. Well, I live on consecrated ground now. So, uh, you know, they always say you get attacked and stuff like that. And I'm starting to believe it, man. Cause every, it's like weird stuff just, be, just has been happening ever since I moved. Now, I don't know if that's cause I don't have everything set up right or corrected, but I know before we started, I hooked up the calling thing so people could call. And now I'm looking and it was disconnected. Makes no sense. Anyway, let's get this going. And we are done. And we, I'm going to go over them all again. So together, bring it all together, y'all. The key to high performance and greatness in marriage is the knowledge of God, your body, and the needs of your beloved wife. We must begin the act of serving and kill the acts of selfishness. Yes, this requires much suffering and sacrifice, but this is what you were created for. This is what you are destined to do. Become a warrior in spirit and in the physical as our Lord Jesus Christ was. 
Understanding how your body works, just as understanding how your beloved's body works, is vital to your success as a husband and lover. Will you prosper or will you fail because of your unwillingness to seek greatness as God has planned for you? As you can see, sex is not just sex. It is much, much more than that. As it enhances your powers as true man, it is the gateway to the heart, mind, and soul of your beloved. And it fosters the union between you, your beloved, and the divine lover. As Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen quotes in his remarkable book on marriage, Three to Get Married, it takes three to make love in heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It takes three for heaven to make love to earth. God, man, and Mary, through whom God became man. It takes three to make love in the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph, and the consummation of their love, our Lord Jesus Christ. It takes three to make love in hearts, the lover, the beloved, and love. End quote. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, so let me review. I'm not going to review. I'm just going to like say the eight things again uh, to help you guys to take this with you for the weekend and really start. So erectile dysfunction, um, age-related impotency, you know the definition of those now. And these are eight ways that can help you to not get erectile dysfunction or to get rid of erectile dysfunction, okay? Number one, stay away from pornography. Number two, stay away from masturbation. Number three, understanding how disease works in the body and create habits to foster good physical health. Number four, spiritual warfare. Stay away from offenses against chastity, such as pornography, masturbation, same-sex attraction, infidelity, lust, prostitution, etc. Number five, you must not lose your your uh you must not lose your lose control which means retain your hormones number 6 don't eat before sex number 7 try the emotional freedom technique number 8 stop eating and drinking stimulants okay and so that's what we have for today 
I'm so glad you guys hung out with me. Um, if you want more help and you you have these things, okay, contact me and, uh, at SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com, accept an appointment, and we can decide if we can work together or not. Other than that, we end, as we always do, with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!